It takes more than hacking Patreon to get your intro read on the podcast to be a great engineer. This is Soft Skills Engineering episode 316. I'm your host, Dave Smith. I'm your host, Jameson Dance. Soft Skills Engineering is a weekly advice podcast for software developers about all the non-technical stuff that goes into being a software engineer. I like the implication here that the most valued prize on Patreon is, in fact, getting your name read on this podcast. There's nothing better you could do by hacking into it. <laughs> yeah, like I would, this actually, this is right in line with the spirit of like spending hours and hours on editor configs and tooling and uh, shell mm. configurations. Because yeah. you're like, you could have spent 10 bucks, but instead you spent months hacking Patreon. <laughs> <laughs> you risked jail time. Yes. But you know what? You can't put a dollar price on the friends you made along the way while trying to hack. <laughs> All right, I want to thank our patrons. Thank you to a one-time shout-out for yachtfutures.aq slash Jameson. Uh, I learned that .aq is the Antarctica TLD, and yachtfutures.aq does not resolve to anything. But Yet. Yeah, I guess hop on that if you want to make me type a link and then show me a thing, because I'll keep <laughs> typing it. It just says my name. It just... It's like a shiny object to a magpie. Like, all right, I'm obsessed with this thing now. Uh, okay, back to the weekly shout outs. Thank you to these folks who are contributing at the level where we shout them out every single week. Thank you to Kent C. Dodds, Theodore Savin, Nathan Sackon, Memester Josh, Owen Shardle, Craig Motlin, I Love Mavis, The Stochastic Parrot, Alice Jost, Andrew Pollock, Lenfer Pugigligligligligligligligligligligligligligligligligligligligligligligligligligligligligligligligligligligligligligligligligligligligligligligligligligligligligligligligligligligligligligligligligligligligligligligligligligligligligligligligligligligligligligligligligligligligligligligliglig
to see if you have rose-colored goggles on? Yeah, I haven't. <laughs> I probably well, let's not better do not. That. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> don't want to risk it. <laughs> oh, it was great though. But yeah, like I, I, I had to do this because I remember thinking like, oh man, I'm. I felt like I was in dead end technology, and hmm. that really wasn't totally true. But my world was getting narrower and narrower. You know what I mean? Yeah, like the the futures, the number of, of different futures following that same path was kind of shrinking. Yeah. I I had always, actually back then, I had convinced myself that web development would, wouldn't pay that much. And so it was better to be, you know, a desktop software developer. <laughs> as long as like 20 years ago. Huh. <laughs> it's kind of stupid yeah. in hindsight. But I thought, who could get paid to write HTML? <laughs> that's like what you do for fun just i made a home page <laughs> for a while that was the same thing with native mobile versus web too like yeah native mobile is the expensive one that's right in fact i remember thinking that native mobile was my bridge would be my bridge like i mm. i could go from desktop software to native mobile to web and that was kind of a bridge but i didn't went straight to web it's a good decision. Well, actually, I don't even know. Do you like the web? I know some people have like personal feelings about the value and, and importance of it. And to some people, it's the thing that they work on. Are you, are you a, a web aficionado? I do like the web. I mean, I feel, I feel like you, as a web developer, you can produce software that does more interesting things than a non-web developer. You know, especially when you consider how easy it is to drop in things like payment systems and integrations with other products that make your product a lot better it's just really easy these days to do things like that can you imagine trying to process credit cards in like 2003 you know before there was stripe and those other things a dark time it's crazy right now that stuff is trivial so I, I really like that about the web you can you can build a lot by just plugging things together but at the same time that's why i didn't want to go into the web because i thought you're just snapping legos together you're not really doing engineering that's what i thought hmm. was i right Nope, you were wrong. <laughs> uh, I'm not going to give any evidence, though. <laughs> My coding skills are great, but I don't have... So 15 years total experience, two junior for senior positions. 15 mm. years does not sound too junior for senior positions to me. I wonder if the question asker means, like, it's not the right 15 years of experience. Could be. Two senior for junior positions, I could see that as well. One yep. tactic I've heard about is just leaving off stuff towards the earlier part of your career if you feel like you are too senior and would like to deliberately target a more junior position and avoid being seen as overqualified yeah or that your salary might requirements might be too high yeah i wonder i wonder if that's part of the concern that's unstated here is that i might have to take a pay cut to pivot mm. into a more opportunity filled landscape a very small company for 10 years that part makes me think that probably not if that's important to you you probably are not at a very small company that happens to pay outrageously well. Yeah, that's probably true. Especially if they're doing stuff using kind of esoteric technologies that aren't super well known. Yeah, not enough VC bucks in that's right. single server products <laughs> to, to meet our outrageous demands. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Quit and focus on side projects. So I don't think that's a good idea. That's a really, really expensive option. Would you would you pay forty thousand dollars for time to work on side projects? Yeah, today. Yeah, adjust that number depending on how long you stay quit and how much money you are missing out on. But yeah, like, and to put that into perspective, like, okay, let's say you could magically wave a wand and give yourself forty extra hours a week 
for no additional tiredness. <laughs> yeah. But you just had to pay forty or fifty thousand bucks for it for three months of that. Would you pay it? Here's what I would do. I would pay it and then just play video games for those extra <laughs> forty hours a week. Forty Sweet. hours of not feeling tired? Yeah. I've unlocked the secret. <laughs> I can go into my like pocket dimension where time passes differently <laughs> and no one interacts with me and yeah. I'll use that gift to click pixels. And and you'll come back out of the pixel land and, and no one will even know you were gone. Yep. <laughs> it's like, oh, Jameson. Hey, guys. Oh, you have hey. bags under your eyes. <laughs> yeah. It's been a long day. I uh, had to go <laughs> to the bathroom. Twice as long. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Twice as long. As, it's literally been a long day. <laughs> yes. <laughs> that went over my head the first time you said it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm feeling uh, stuck. I think, I think most people would not take that trade. The $40,000 trade or $50,000 trade. Yeah. And plus, I got to tell you, side projects, not that impressive. I A lot of people talk, to me, a lot of people tout this, like, you need to go into interviews with side projects. Now, I know in this case, the, the question asker is saying, I, I need to do side projects to develop some new skills. But I got to tell you, as an employer, you're not that much more interesting to me if you happen to have some random side project you created in JavaScript I'm much more interested in your 15 years of software development experience, even if it's not in the language that I happen to be using at work right now. Yeah, I, I feel like side projects can be signal for very junior folks where yeah. there's not a lot of work experience. Or if your side project is like Redis or something, it's like the top <laughs> 0.1% yeah. of... If you can glance at it and know, oh, the person who wrote this is amazing, or if it's incredibly successful, then that would probably carry some weight. But if it's just it like, I build a website to organize recipes and it's like pretty good. To me, I will say one strong signal that side projects give me, especially if you're doing a lot of dabbling in a lot of different technologies and languages, is that this is a person who was interested in learning. And I tell people when I'm interviewing them, mm -hmm. I said, look, I don't hire people who just happen to have the exact right grocery list of programming languages on their resume that matches what my company uses today. I hire people who have a demonstrated track record of learning new things because at my company, the stuff we're doing today is not going to be in the same languages and technologies that it will be in five years. And I need to hire people who will A, be able to ride the wave with us as we move to new technologies and B, carry us into those new technologies. So if you have a proven track record of like, oh yeah, I just wanted to learn Haskell. So I whipped up a... Uh, you know, a uh, online shopping parser to go and scrape the web for the best deals on pocket protectors, you know, which is obviously what a Haskell Nerd. programmer would, would do. <laughs> um, and it's like, and I've done this in Ruby and Golang and JavaScript, and I've done all these, you know, it's like, ah, now this is a person who's interested in the craft, you know? So that, that to me is pretty yeah. strong signal. But not, it's not the right signal for saying, I know web development because I made an online to-do tracker in React. Yeah. So side projects, not so much. I mean, it. there will be places that you will not pass an interview or even get an interview yeah. because you don't have experience in the specific technologies. But I think there are enough places like Dave mentioned that you, you should be able to find something. Yeah, it's it definitely narrows the universe, uh, like the total addressable market of companies that will interview you and possibly hire you. There are certainly yeah. a lot of companies out there who do the grocery list thing. Uh, we do Java and specifically Spring, and we're looking yeah. for five years of that. You know, and it's like, okay, well, these people aren't for you. Ooh, play. Sorry. 
cut it. Isn't play a Java framework? I have no idea. Probably know this. It probably is. I work professionally with the JVM at my current job, and look how smart I am at it. <laughs> Instead of researching all these technologies, you've just spent all your time tuning the JVM's garbage collector. Yes, precisely that. So, so like, yeah, there's a whole bunch of companies out there that are like that that you won't get in the front door, and that's unfortunate for them, I think. But it is true, and it, and you won't get those jobs. So your job becomes a little bit extra challenging to make this pivot. But it can be done. I've done it. You have to find ways to demonstrate your proficiency as an engineer and problem solver, even if the languages that you're interviewing for aren't the same exact ones you've worked with. And it certainly wouldn't hurt if you did brush up on some of these languages so that you can walk into an interview and speak intelligently about them. Like, for example, if it's a Python shop, all you got to do is say the word list comprehension, and you're, you'll be fine. You can fake your way through the rest of it. I'm feeling stuck and tempted to quit my job. I mean, yeah, just... Never underestimate how easy it can be sometimes in some circumstances to find a job. Certainly not everybody, certainly not all the time, but it looks like this person is saying, should I invest this large amount of effort, financial and personal, to switch careers? And, and maybe that's what it takes, but maybe you can also just message five recruiters on LinkedIn and say, hey, I'm looking to change fields. And then one of them brings you something that sounds good. It's a good idea. Well, would they even know what to do? If you messaged a recruiter and said, hey, I'm a developer, I need a job, can you help me? Would they like think you were catfishing them or something? <laughs> They're like, no one ever does this. <laughs> yeah, I've heard that one before. Yeah, well, no, they, right. no they, they actually have heard that a lot probably, but it's all coming from brand new bootcamp graduates who are struggling uh, on that grind to get their first job. And I'll yeah. bet you recruiters have just as much email coming in from those people as they have sending out <laughs> to other more experienced people. Yeah. It's a circle of life. One email yep. comes in, one goes out. Balance. Yes. Balance Conservation. recruiter inbox counts. Have we answered this question? Uh, let's see. Almost. I, I do. Well, maybe I'll just reiterate what I said because this is what I did. And if it worked for me, then obviously it's universal. <laughs> Which is that when you find that company that you that you think will be open to the idea of hiring you on aptitude and engineering general skill instead of specific skill, you definitely need to go and brush up on the technologies that they use. And one suggestion I would have is, like if it's a programming language you haven't used before, just go buy one of the small books on the language. Not like the mega language reference, but they, they are often, most languages have a little book. It's like 100 pages long that someone has written, and it'll get you through all the basics and lay the foundation for you because you've been, you've been developing software for 15 years. Like these, there's not going to be any new surprising concepts in there. But if you can familiarize yourself with the lingo and the kind of ecosystem of that language, you can come in and sound like you already know the language pretty well. And frankly, if you'll just invest three or four hours in reading that book, you'll know the language pretty darn well anyway. You got, <laughs> enough, ex you got enough experience here, right? You're gonna be like, oh, that's just like a pointer. If you're me, you have to, you have to read it right before the interview. Yeah, you exactly. You know the language pretty well <laughs> with, with three or four hours of reading. It's gotta wake, be pretty fresh in there. Yeah, just wake up early that morning, read the book, yeah. walk into the interview, and then say the magic word, list comprehension. <laughs> anyway that's my suggestion i think you can pull it off and i don't think you need to quit your job and work on side projects for three months to do it of course they can pull it off they listen to this show 
just demonstrated their quality as a human. Obviously. All right. Now we've answered the question. We have. Hey, Jameson, have you heard about the Great Resignation? Is it that Charles Dickens book? <laughs> Wait, no. The entire population on Earth has started taking our advice of quit your job. Oh, yes, that's right. Apparently, we have achieved influencer status. We've been telling developers for years to quit their jobs, and now we want to tell you how to do it. We're ready to reveal the secret. You mean you don't just walk out shooting finger guns? <laughs> yes, well, you do that first. But after you do that, there's a new service we want to tell you about called Hired. What is Hired, Dave? Hired is the biggest AI-driven marketplace that matches engineers with companies. It is a great way to find your next job. I've been watching this industry for 20 years with a keen interest on hiring in particular, and I've never seen anything like Hired. Tell me about what you're seeing. So I've interviewed about 150 people in the last year, and I am serious. Every candidate that's come to me through Hired has multiple offers, and they're incredibly high, scary high, like 30% higher than other candidates. Is that before or after the finger guns? <laughs> yeah, uh, both. <laughs> the beauty is it's totally free for engineers, uh, and we would love for you to go try it. Go to Hired.com slash soft skills to check it out. Hired.com slash soft skills. Quit your job the best way and check out Hired. Dave, will you... I almost said, will you answer our next question? <laughs> I will. Do that too, but will you will you read it first? <laughs> sure. How about we do it in opposite order? We answer it and then we read it. <laughs> what if we did a show where we give an answer? We blind answered we, questions. Yeah. Then we quiz our listeners to see if they can reverse engineer the question. That sounds like a lot of work. <laughs> so I'm going to say it's a bad idea. Okay. <laughs> 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 it's inherently bad because it seems like a lot of work. Okay, I'll go ahead and read it. This comes from a listener named James who says, How do you know when it's the right time to move on from an almost perfect job? I've been a front-end developer for six years and spent the last two years at a really great company. I have lots of autonomy, a competitive salary, excellent stock options, and great job security. But so far, my entire career has been working with the same technologies, and there's no scope to learn new languages at my current job. I was recently contacted by a recruiter, which resulted in an interview offer for a full stack role with a stack that would be completely new to me, but really excites me. I'm worried that never holding development job for more than two years would look bad, but at the same time, I don't want to be stagnant and not learning. Should I stay at my current job where I'm comfortable or take a risk and jump into the unknown to develop my career? And yes, I did resist singing into the unknown <laughs> for those three words. What is that from even? I'm not going to pitch it. Is that... Frozen? Yes. <laughs> okay. I didn't see Frozen for a long time after it came out, and then kids, and then I did. It's pretty good. Late late breaking news. Frozen is an okay movie. It's an okay. <laughs> the critics are raving. Frozen yeah. is okay. I've met people who have been able to successfully go from not knowing a tech stack or language to being pretty fluent in it on their own time outside of work. I am not one of those people. I think I can become like travel dictionary fluent in a new tech stack on my mm -hmm. own, but I haven't ever developed deep, deep expertise in a tech stack or language without working with it. So I can empathize with this question asker's framing of it. Like they're kind of assuming they can't just learn a new thing where they are right now and then kind of step into it that way they want to go get a new job to help them learn a new thing and i yeah i can i can empathize with that i've done it well let's all do that yeah it'll work for you too i forgot to 
<laughs> I forgot to tap that on the end. <laughs> it goes without saying. Turn developer. So I feel like I have to gesture ominously at these uncertain times. <laughs> and they're also unprecedented. Unprecedented, uncertain times. I see a lot of media saying like, is there a recession coming? Maybe there's a recession coming. And I feel like in tech, the answer is yes, it is not. <laughs> there's no doubt there is a tech recession happening right now. So the value of job security might go up. That's true. The current environment really changes our answers. You know, I think if you had asked me this question a, a couple of years ago, I said, oh, you've been a developer for six years and you're already two years at your current company. Yeah, go try something new. Yeah. But but right now I might say, I don't know, because you leave this place, you go to a new place. I'm not sure that it's going to be as easy to find a job if that doesn't work out. Yeah. Two years is not a bad look, though, for a, oh, yeah. for a stint at a company. That's totally fine. Yeah, your resume will look perfect. Yeah, you already have the potential of a job. So I'm not worried about, can you get the next job? It's more like, what if you land at a place that isn't as stable? What if they encounter financial difficulties because of these unprecedented times? And now you've you've kind of left the safe haven yeah. uh, of your previous gig. Although at the same time, who's who's to say that this job really is all that secure either? That's true. I'm sure a lot of people who got laid off, thought their jobs were very yeah. secure until that happened. I mean, everyone yeah. at every company is just one bad phone call away from being unemployed. You know, you and I are in no different situation. It's just an unfortunate effect of, I don't know, it's an effect of, I guess, reality. Of <laughs> Yeah, the the way the world works? I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> Physics? I don't know. What's at the bottom of this root cause stack? Yeah. that Well, maybe the United States... Labor laws is probably the answer there because okay. I know it's very different. <laughs> not not the same everywhere with at will employment and such. Maybe. Oh, you said there's no new there's no scope to learn new languages at my current job. Yeah. And if I were your manager, I might say, yeah, probably not. But if I were your coworker, I would say there's always a way to sneak in a new language. <laughs> you just That's need true. to be devious enough. Like if it's uh, I don't know if it's if it's JavaScript, there's a bajillion compiled to JavaScript languages out there. You can invent or come up with a justification for some new microservice to pilot out something. If it's more backendy, uh, there's no scope to learn new languages. Yeah, depending on how how much you're willing to push, you could you could make that work. I agree. But also it might not work. It might not work. Yeah. And and there's there's more value and learning opportunity in switching jobs than just getting exposure to a new programming language as well. I uh, I want you to explain it to me. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> you're the, you're like the easiest person to talk to on the whole planet. <laughs> Tell I me never more. Have to I guess. would like to know more. <laughs> When you switch companies, not only are you, in this case, it said a whole new tech stack. Great. So that, that implies a new programming language. It also implies like new frameworks that you're working with, new tools, but also like whole new processes, new team cultures, new infrastructure, new customer needs, like a whole new market segment potentially. And, and to me, that's one of the most valuable reasons to change jobs is mm -hmm. that exposure makes you a better engineer because now you're, you're the known universe of software engineering practices has expanded for you when you change jobs. So I'm almost always going to yeah. encourage people to do that after they've hit the two-year mark, especially if they've only been in, in, the, in their career for about six years. I think it's great 
get out there, learn new things, see new cultures, new ways of doing things, and expand your horizons. That's an interesting point because you could almost also flip that into justification for why you can still learn stuff at the same company if you are willing to... So you might not learn a new technology stack, but if you're willing to dive into different processes, like is there more wiggle room in switching teams or, or somehow exposing yourself to some of that stuff that you would get at a new job within the same company? Yeah. You'll see a bunch of stuff that the new job does well and a bunch of really broken stuff, and it's very unlikely to be the same set as your previous gigs (laughs) you'll see new ways that things you didn't think could go wrong can go wrong yes exactly like oh (laughs) never thought that Uh, could happen (laughs) a stand-up can end in bloodshed huh (laughs) now now i know to beware (laughs) the other thing is like i've worked at companies where they're super small and then companies that are super big and just seeing the different approaches is also instructive i think i've worked for big companies that have solved problems that little companies have, but they don't happen enough to matter. <laughs> so they don't solve them. Yeah. And and you're like, I wonder what, a, you know, I often think, I wonder what a solution to this problem would look like. Like, oh yeah, we run three, at this small company, we run three web servers. And once in a while, they have different versions of code on them, you know? And I'm like, hmm, oh, well, I don't have time to solve that problem. <laughs> yeah. You know? oh, well, then I go work for a big company. Five minutes a week to, to fix that. Yeah, All exactly, right. exactly. Then I go work for a big company and they're like, we run 2000 web servers and that is unacceptable. So we will build a whole team around that problem and yeah. they will solve it once and for all for everyone. So, you know, I, just that exposure is so valuable to me. I, I, I don't know. I've got a lot of bias on this one, but I really bias toward learning new things. It's almost yeah. the only reason I change jobs anymore. Hmm. Well, I'm convinced. All right. Are, are you going to quit your job now? No. <laughs> I haven't been here two years. And also I'm still learning new things. Oh, and okay. I think I have a lot more than two years of learning in me at this place um, in my role. Also, we've talked about this before on the show. So I, I work in a management role right now. And in some ways, the feedback loops are longer. So it can take longer to see the impact of things that you do. And they can also be bigger changes. But I feel like it it the, the career cycle feels a bit slower on the management side. I don't know if that makes sense. I feel like you would suffer a lot if you bounced around from job to job as a manager every every 18 months. Uh, oh, you yeah. you could yeah. learn quite a lot and grow quite a bit and not suffer that much if you did that as a developer. Yeah, You got to stick agree. through and see some stuff out. As a developer, 18 months is a really long time. As a manager, like you said, it's not. And I'm, I, I know because I'm sitting. It's like three performance reviews. That's right. <laughs> I'm sitting at almost that exact time period right now in my current job in management. And I'm like, oh, man, I'm just barely getting started here. You know, I've got, yeah. I, like, I've, I think about the things that I've wanted to accomplish over the last year and a half, things that yeah. I've been saying for a year and a half will be done in six months and are still not done. <laughs> <laughs> and I think, oh See, my gosh. managers can do it too. Not just developers. <laughs> yeah. You're developers, you aren't the only ones that can be late on everything. Yeah. <laughs> well, have we answered the question? I think so. But I don't know. I think my answer is yes, go. And your answer is? Yeah, I think it's go. I mean... If you're willing to take on a bit of risk, then yeah, go. feels a bit riskier than it did a year ago, but if you're in a position where that's okay, then do it. Yeah. Honestly, given the history of our podcast, that felt like kind of a softball question. Yeah, you probably could call the answer pretty early. It just, sometimes it feels good to go back to the classics, you know? Sometimes I just want a peanut butter and jelly sandwich. Sometimes I just want a question where the answer is quit your job. We've done that. (laughs) We've eaten the the peanut peanut butter butter and jelly jelly sandwich. sandwich of questions. Yeah, the staple. 
that well <laughs> i guess it depends on what you think of a peanut butter and jelly sandwich if that's yeah. the height of gourmet f- food and luxury a rare occurrence then yeah then maybe not or if you have a severe peanut allergy <laughs> yeah that, yeah then you're in trouble we better get out of here <laughs> I'm okay. starting to go off the rails <laughs> all right what can people do if they want their own questions answered? Go over to softskills.audio and click the Ask a Question button where you can fill out our amazing form. And we just want to say thank you to everyone who has done that. So many of you give us questions each week, and we love it. It's absolutely yep. our favorite thing. So keep it up. Really appreciate that. Thank you. Thank you. We'll catch you next week. <laughs>